What is up, everyone? My name is Kyle. I'm with Danny. This is Free Speech Podcast presents Edited Truth. Dun, 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 dun. Should we tell them about the, the origin of that? Or should we save that for another day? The origin of the Edited Truth? Yeah. I thought we had a reveal podcast, like that smaller one. Didn't we do that before? Um, we kind of, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. We did kind of. It was brief though. It was brief, but it was like it was an older podcast that we had started, but never actually. Like, we recorded a bunch of episodes and never put them out. That's yep. the weird part. Is like we actually put work into it, and then just it never, nothing never ever done came. anything about it. Then you're like, what should we use for a name? And I'm like, well, we never did anything with the edited truth, so fuck it. Yeah, um, but it's for the website, anyways. Indeed, indeed. Uh, today we're 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 gonna talk about. Some movies. We haven't did a podcast in a few weeks, so we had a, a few things happen. You know, we had our fast axes happen, Danny. We oh had yeah, our, hell yeah. We had our, our mermaids of little happen. It was ten fast, ten mermaids. Yeah, uh, but our main topic for the week, which is this week's big movie, uh, we're talking Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Thwipping across the Spider Verse. Thwipping it out and thwipping it in. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, what else? We're going to do some news. Uh-huh. little news segment. Little news. Very brief news some segment. tidbits. We're going to talk about uh, some good, bad uglies. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a little bit of cringe videos, which is where we'll start this podcast off. Are you ready, Danny, for just a couple cringe videos? Let's unleash the cringe. Here, I got a soundbite for you. Cringe. Oh, that was good. Cringe. All right. So let's start off with a celebrity cringe video. Oh, Are you ready God, for this? Yeah. We'll, we'll play this again. Let's do some. Let's do some Vin Diesel. Here we go. So, so Vin Diesel. Diesel. Uh, this is pretty right. old. This is about a year old, but it's recently since the release of Fast X has been uh, memed a lot. So let's watch this. We're late to the game, but I'm sure you're doing, Justin. Week one. Just finished week one. How does it feel? Feels like the beginning of uh, of an epic ending. <laughs> Is it fair <laughs> to say up. that this will yeah, be the best one? Dear the headlights. In my yeah. heart, yes. Oh! It's just like, yeah, man, sure. His eyes got wide. He was like, whatever you say, like I'm not allowed to say. And otherwise, yeah, I'm still being paid. Say, yeah. So Justin Lin left the project like a week after this video was released, mm-hmm. and a new director was found, which was just some guy. That's what it says in the credits. Some guy. Really? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. They brought some guy in on uh, when they did the reshoots for uh, Solo. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> just some guy. Just they were like, it's fine. Yeah, we'll rotate through. <laughs> guy, uh, Anybody at this point, these movies write themselves. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, and I mentioned uh, that also Vin Diesel's uh, starting beef with uh, Jason Momoa now, too. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. He just wants to have beef with everyone in his films. Yeah, he doesn't get along with people. People don't get along with him. I don't get it. Um, Big roided out dudes, I guess, I like the alpha the shit out of everything, yeah. I imagine. True. So, good times. Um,. Check out this baby, Danny. You oh, ready for shit. this baby? Here goes baby. Here's All this right. baby. This What's baby is this baby? wild. This baby's uh, going to go wild. Go. Oh, no. This baby's about to lose its mind. Oh, shit, it go. is losing its mind. Look at it go. Look at it go. The baby. Oh, look def- at it go. That, like, that baby Hold was on. having a seizure, and the mom was just like, I need to film it. I don't need to help it. 
Like, what if it was like hitting? Is it because it's like rubbing its head on the chair that it's okay? What if it was hitting its head on the chair? I feel, I feel like? like it's the first time this baby has ever felt plastic, and it's just having a visceral experience. Oh my god, baby! It's just fucking going hard on this visceral experience. It's like I need to feel what plastic's right. like forever. Oh uh, my god, it's so smooth. It's so chemically. Uh, oh, give me all the microplastics in my body. Mm. There, BP. Right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no uh, cheese on baby, but it's no good. cheese on baby. It's, it's never. Good. Will never it's be. Never good it's enough. like that is the peak. That's the know? pinnacle of funny shit happening to babies. Yeah. This is people throwing slices of cheese at them. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest. It really thing is. That's all it like, is. Like we don't need to podcast anymore. We just need yeah, to show. We could just we talk about cheese on baby, baby videos. Get people it. to send them in. Start a community. It's probably a huge burgeoning community. We could have a con. You know cheese on baby con? Oh cheese man, cheese on baby con. I want in Orlando. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Orlando would be on um, I'm a big fan of videos that tease and make fun of social media stuff. The uh, satire, the, the lampoon. The satire of it. Uh, let's watch this one. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, I keep doing that. Space fire doesn't work. Oh, no sound. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, oh, let's roll it back. Excitement. Let's roll it back. Teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, shit. What's oh, yeah, this crazy girl going to talk about with her tats? She's all tatted up. Hey, guys. It's me. Duh. Duh. Today, we're going over daily affirmations. Affirmations. Oh, she doesn't even say affirmations. She said affirmations. Oh, my goodness. You are loved. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You will not have any blood in your stool today. Yes. That's an ideal thing, but not yeah, necessarily something we say aloud. I mean, we all agree. Yeah. You are the only real person on the internet. I said people believe that as well. I mean, most of the bots, people are still on Facebook. That's all they're dealing with. I don't know what the word manifest means, but it sounds really (laughs) important. So, like, you should totes manifest. Toast manifest something today. You did not kill those kids in a car accident Mm -hmm, while mm -hmm. you were fixing your lip gloss. Nope. That was totes someone else. Had to be totes. Namaste. Totes my goats. Namaste. You are too pretty to pay for things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you should rob people. Yep. You're a joke. Nobody likes you. You're okay. not even that pretty. You definitely killed those kids. And you are going to hell for it. Okay, guys. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, it's a smooth transition yeah. back. Bye. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's that's a more serious one where they're, they're actually like being clear about the lampoon and exactly. the joke. Yeah. That was a good one. That was <laughs> I like the dark twist where it's like, no, you killed those kids. You killed. You did it. You totally killed those kids. You ready for a dad joke or dad uh, video, Danny? Dad puns, dad jokes. I love them. Let's let's bring it light again. Quick lesson so that you don't make the mistake that these people are about to make. That is an Asian water monitor lizard. Mm -hmm. If you ever encounter one of these, you need to be able to read its body language and mannerisms. Got a leaf on its head. And what it's about to do right here. This is how a lizard says, look at my hat. All it wants you to do at this point is compliment its hat. <laughs> the leaf. And you notice these people don't hat. do it. And it does just swim away, but it will, it remember, will remember this. It will remember. And now it's going to go off and try to find somebody with taste. Uh, well played. <laughs> I love that. This is a solid dad. Yeah, I like how the, t- the turn where you're like, is it going to bite him? No. no. He just wanted you to acknowledge his hat. Now he's sad. Hat. He, did, he did wear that leaf like a hat, though. He wore it solid like a hat. I was kind of amazed. Indeed. Impressed, if you will. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, what are we doing? 
I forget. Oh, let's get into. <laughs> where am I? I'm just. I'm happening? in the wild now, watching like lizards where plants is closed. I don't They're get adapting. It. They're evolving. Um, let's do some good, the bad, and the ugly, Danny. You ready oh, for this? Shit, I got a sound I am. effect. Here we go. I love yeah. it. It's solid. Yeah, it's good. It's I'm hyped. good. All right. So. It's good. It's bad. It's ugly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, tell me, Danny. Tell me. What is your good? Well, my good is pretty much a smattering of like the later life George Carlin stand-up specials. Mm-hmm. I've been going through a lot of those, so I thought there was only like a limited number, but I realized he put out like one every like couple of years from like 1982 onwards. Right. So I dug through most of those, and they're great. So like anything after his Carnegie Hall years onwards, feel like that's like prime Carlin and just getting better with each one. So I rewatched a lot of those, and some of them I hadn't seen, some of them I had, but overall, all good, all still great, still holds up, still relevant. Even even his like his aura and his mentality would fit perfectly fine today, still. So Are they all released by HBO. Uh majority of them. There are a few that he I think put through different avenues through special events, special releases, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they were all HBO. Like for I I would say like ninety five percent of them were HBO. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah, George Carlin, good, still good, still great. George Carlin, yeah, he was he was rocking it all the way to his death. Died yeah, on yeah. tour in a, a hotel room. Correct, yeah, did did a show like two days before or something yeah. like that. So yeah, interesting. I'll have to go back yeah. and check out some of those uh, later ones. They put clips of that special, the one he did um, before he died, not the actual like like a film special, but like audience members filming things, taking pictures, okay, and like recordings from it. So, like, you could see, like, his last show, essentially. Mm, but it's, nice. I mean, it's not, like, put together like a special, but, you know, it's kind right, of a right, ta- right, right. behind-the-scenes kind of shit. Cool. But, uh, yeah, what's your good? My good for this week, it's actually a few weeks ago since we haven't filmed in a while, is a movie directed by Ben Affleck called Air. Now, Air is about, uh, essentially, Nike... And it has a lot of characters in it. It has uh, mm-hmm. Matt Damon in it. It has Chris Tucker in it, which I always love to cool. see Chris Tucker. Yeah, glad to know he's still alive. Marlon yeah. <laughs> Wayans. Um, who pass. else is in it? Uh, Jason Bateman? Yeah, Jason Bateman he's in everything. is one, My of goodness. The, one of the managers. Um, and it's essentially Matt Damon is trying to get Michael Jordan to sign uh, for the Nike, Nike deal. For the Nike deal and create the Air Jordans. The famous Air Jordans that people still spend way too much money on. Yeah, oh my shoes god. Shoes that cost more than people's houses. People spend so much money on those that's shoes. Absurd. And crazy. they wear them only once, and that's it. It's if crazy. at all. Sometimes it's they just crazy. don't wear them. I'm like, why do you have shoes? They're like people barefoot around the world. It's like, you have shoes you just don't wear? No, nah, man. Just don't I wear? Have, <laughs> I have a, a closet full of boxes of sneakers that I wear for certain occasions. It's like holidays. It's like those marketing holidays, like Taco Tuesday and all that. It's those people who just have too much money but don't know how to spend it. Right. They just got to burn through it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's great. I, I enjoy it. It's not good. I shouldn't say it. It's good. It's not great. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a watchable, enjoyable movie, but it's not anything profound. Nothing profound found or anything great mm-hmm. but uh it's solid it's competent ben affleck does direct competent movies what are your opinion on ben affleck films like? i liked what they did with goodwill hunting and the duel uh, i believe it was the duel was okay i didn't hate it but it was like a weaker rashman okay and so like i'm not a big fan of like overall just ben affleck as like 
an actor. I think he's kind of campy, so it's funny when he's like an asshole or something like that. But everything else, it's right. like anytime he's serious, it's like oh, get over yourself. Yeah. I guess paycheck or whatever was one of the few ones that oh. I was like, okay. I well, like that was that. his like weird like I'm in my hot. Like prime time, I'll take any movie when people throw money at my way. Yeah, that movie was garbage. You didn't like Paycheck? I don't. Yeah, I, I thought that was okay. Like was, I liked that better than like Jilly and his other like. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. Jersey think, Girl yeah. and. Yeah, if we're going that route, okay. like those are his worst movies in my opinion. At least Paycheck it was like a decent sci-fi attempt at the time. It's like it reminds me a lot of those bad '90s sci-fi's like uh, The Net. <laughs> like right. hackers and sneakers and all that shit. Those movies are fun. What about uh, his later? Have you ever seen any of his later films that he directed? Like Gone Baby Gone. Didn't he direct uh, The or Duel or something? Who directed? No, that and, was uh, someone else. Was what was that? Uh, what was the Argo? Um, Argo, I heard was good, but I never saw it. Argo was all right. Yeah. Um, I liked. He did one about a bank robbery. I forget. Uh, oh, I know the one you're talking about. Not like 45th blocks, but. Um, something has, like that. the town. The town, yes, yeah, that's the bank robbery one. Uh, that people like that a lot too. I've has, never seen it. Uh, what's his name? John Hamm is like the main. Oh, weird. Guy. Ben Affleck's in it as well, playing a dude. Uh, oh, Peter wow. Postlewaite's last role too, I think, right before he died. <gasps> oh, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I hear he's pretty dope in that movie. Yeah, he was probably he's the like best. Like an older Irish thing. gangster. Yeah. I see clips of that movie. I saw the part where, like, he, like, uh, where Affleck, like, murks the dude in his home and shit. But, like, it, I never got around to seeing it. I just, some about Affleck, he just always rubbed me the wrong way. Interesting. Every time I was like, oh, you know, I'll watch this movie with him in it. But I'm never, like, interested to see movies because he's in it. Because he's in it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, Air's not bad. Air's not bad. Okay. It's all, all of his films out. are competent. Like, all of his ones that he directs, they're not, like, great. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. They're really solid films. I would recommend them. You know, I want to see I want to see movies made by Casey Affleck. Yeah, when's Casey Affleck? When's Baby Affleck going to get up? Yeah, when's he getting into directing? Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. I'm tired of his indie films. It's time for him to make indie films. <laughs> do it, Jamie. Let's do it. You're the better Affleck. Everybody knows yeah. it. Everybody knows it. Except for that part where like Hollywood kind of shunned the Afflicks because they're kind of touchy. They're just a little too grabby. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's not as bad as the... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Weinstein? And his like... True. But, but I mean, I Affleck rolled pretty hard with Weinstein for a while. They were like buddies. True. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Affleck's like, I would, I would see it. It was just it was like Phantom, crazy diets. Phantom, we made uh, movies. Phantom is a... Uh, was but that a Weinstein film? I think that was. Miramax, I, I mean? Miramax uh, Productions, yeah. Let's I think see. Phantom was. Phantom. Phantom was bomb. Phantom. Affleck was bombing that. Now, see, those are good Affleck movies. The Phantom and yeah. just the random early Kevin Smith <laughs> He was great in Days of Confused as, like, the jerk. Like, he's great. He plays an asshole so well. It's so believable. It's like, man, you're not even trying almost. Yeah. I wonder... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna give you the I'm, phantom with billy getting, zane yeah. you want phantoms yeah affleck was the bomb in phantoms and not phantom, the phantom that's billy phantom. zane's joint let's that's, just assume that that's a good movie we're gonna assume that that uh the harvey weinstein made that movie we'll just yeah that's it's about the time that's it's in the 90s truth. yeah that movie holds up 
Uh, what's your bad for the for the week? My bad is uh, across the Spider Verse, but we'll talk about that when we discuss the Spider Verse. I guess but. I'll put across the Spider Verse and good. It's good. It's good. This is a contrast. We we're dueling. We're dualities on this. The one. dualities of okay. across the Spider Verse, but that's that's all I got for bad. What about you? Uh, for me, unfortunately, you have a Lord Miller. Ah. I have Lord Miller as well. Yes. It is Clone High. I only watched the first two episodes. I think those are the only two that are out. Uh-huh. There might be more. But, uh, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. Gandhi isn't in it, like I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of, you know. Trying to modernize it. while modern issues. Yeah, where there's those like, oh, this person who's displaced and like this fish out of water has to deal with now coping with the modernization of the world. It's a trope that it's done almost like every time they reboot yeah. something now. It's tough. I feel like if there's problematic stuff and you have to leave out characters to reboot a show, just shouldn't reboot it. Just make something. Original IPs are not a bad thing. Original IPs, but people, people seem to hate it. them sometimes. Let's see some new stuff. But no, no, we got to go back to the. Well. I mean, it's easier for ChatGPT, I guess. So true. We can just write off the That's strike true, right? and make the inevitability a reality. There you go. Or there just go. give in to the reality television wars that will take over and anything on TV oh, will God. only be reality from now on. Okay. Nothing will be scripted, written. No. Nothing, yeah. No. It's either that or the machines. You choose. I mean, it's all going to be bad. It's yeah. All, it's all going to be I mean, it's a weird show that they brought back. It's like Party Down. They shouldn't have. It's, right. Well, Party Down's good. I'm glad they brought that back. Those were decent, but it's still one of those things. Like, like I get that there's a fan base, but why? Yeah. Like, let it go. Like, it it was the best show on MTV at one point, but still, it's it needs to. It doesn't. It would. I'm fine with just the old season, the one season. The one season. I could go back great. and watch that and you be completely fine. Go watch fine. that. All the time yeah. see that and it's, it's perfectly fine um there's that episode with um the guy from 90210 who passed away not that long ago was in oh uh, he was in once upon a time in hollywood that was his last like film role it's uh leota no not yoda <laughs> yoda Le- Leota. oh ray leota oh i thought you said yoda <laughs> i was like Wait, my god no no no, no. it's uh the guy with the gruffled face in 90210 that was like way older than he portrayed himself yeah. as no not character. not christian slater why do i keep on saying that? no it's luke perry luke perry luke perry Jesus Christ. oh yeah he did yeah. die recently. so he he died recently but he's in that episode of clone high that older one right where like he plays ponce de leon that was a good one. Okay. See, like, that shit's good. That still holds up. I can go back and watch that and be fine and appreciate Luke Perry and Tom Green for that one episode he showed up in. Uh, and Jack Black was in an episode. They always had, like, famous people. It was weird, especially for that time, like, kind of famous. Right. So, exactly. So, like, that thing's a nice little time capsule. They should have left it where it is. But unfortunately, that... Had and, to go back to the well. And the fucking King of the Hill. There's all these other shows. They're all coming back. We're, coming, we're bringing it back, folks. Yeah. We're bringing it back. Your characters from the 90s, what if they had modern problems? Yeah. Eh, that's bad. You're right. I won't touch keep any it, of that. Keep it as a bubble. Everything's a bubble. You don't have to take something and out of its bubble and yeah. put it into a new bubble. And, or if you're bringing it back, then just bring it back as is, like they did with Party Down, which was fine. You could have kept them frozen and made new characters. Yeah, yeah, just made, that would even that work. That would explain yeah, it. That At least that would have been organic. You're right. That would have been fine. Just that would have been brilliant. New characters. I would have watched Still that. Frozen. I would have been like, okay, same comedy, new characters. That's fine. There's yeah. so many people throughout history. That's fine. And then bring back the other characters in like a cameo for the end. Yeah. Or something. Uh, people are going to be mad. We can't have nice things. 
We can't have nice things, unfortunately. All right, what's your ugly for the week? Extreme Prejudice, Walter Hill. It is the guy who made um, fucking The Warriors and Wild Bill, which is the Wild Bill Hitchcock, Jeff Bridges uh, Western movie. Right. Which I'll talk about a little bit later. But um, this is a gritty-looking movie. It's very, like, well-casted. Like, we have people like Clancy Brown, Michael Ironside, fucking Booth Powers, um, fucking... Uh, Debo from <laughs> from Friday. Uh, That's crazy. Nick, Nol- Nick Nolte, Rip Thorn, all these people like that were gritty action heroes, but not like hunky action heroes because mm-hmm. this is all very rough. The movie's very like the blood, the action is very rough, like the 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 warriors of that time. Um, all those movies around the eighties kind of had this kind of style of action to it that these actors play better to. And so, like, it was perfect. It was like a Expendables, but for more, like, grizzled, still relevant at the time actors. Like, most of these people were still relevant at this moment, still famous. In the careers that they had afterwards, they still went on to be pretty famous, but more of, like, older veterans, like, coming out of retirement. This was when they were in their heyday still. Like, this is when fucking Nick Nolte could still lead a movie, and then the 90s hit, and he couldn't lead a movie to save his life after that. But this is the last of that. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it for that because it's like a time capsule. And I never watched it, but it's like the perfect movie I would have loved because not only the actors in it Mm. and shit. Like, it's got Tom Clancy. Or, I mean, uh, it's got Clancy Brown and fucking uh, Michael Ironside. Both of those people in the same movie blows me away because I'm like, it's fucking Starship Troopers again. It's like a, a... we were talking about this earlier. It's like a weaker Paul Verhoeven. Like, he feels like right. like Walter Hill is like a Paul Verhoeven like enthusiast, which is fine. It's great. Like, this movie this is an ugly movie, but there's a lot of good things to it. It's just it's far grittier, and most people probably would be like, no, nah, this movie's too much. Whereas me, it's like, oh, it's, a, it's an ugly stepchild. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it in. I'll accept it into my family of movies. So, yeah, that's extreme prejudice for me. That's my... That's my 1987. What, what are you ugly and on? My ugly, because I haven't seen too much in the past few weeks, is The Little Mermaid. Ah, now, this movie is your sense. typical uh, rehash money cash grab that mm-hmm. Disney always does. I would say it's probably one of the better ones. I still do like Jungle Book. Yeah. Jungle Book is the only one that went above and beyond. Uh it's the that Favs. Favs can do it. John Favreau knows how to bring the heat when he can. It's true. They don't tie that's him true. up. Also, that original is just like dude hangs out with animals. And yeah. Then, and then that's why they remade it so many times. It's, it's so just, easy. It's effortless. It's like, you could yeah. just ad lib so many into it, and people are like, yeah, it was Jungle Book. Like, yeah. fucking, yeah. there was animals and things happened. The kid was there. Was it Mowgli? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I will say this is uh, probably one of the stronger ones. Again, I'm saying that with the asterisks of it being, uh, you know, um, your typical remake. Uh, because, the, like, they're, they're better with, the, like, doing the music and a lot of the stuff along that line. It's like they, exactly. nail, they nail the musical scenes so better. The music itself is pretty good. It's yeah. pretty much spot on what you would get from the original. But it's ugly in the uh, CG sense where like the, the original hand drawings were just too superb and now they're like, whoa. Those were solid. This is a fish. <laughs> look animation. at this look at this fucking, you know, lobster face <laughs> or like crab face and shit. It, yeah. It's like a spider. It's weird. Arachnid. Why do they anthropomorphize like or not anth- like anthropomorphize the animals, animals anymore, yeah. Like that's it's so weird to see like a real crab. Yeah. And a real 
flounder. Yeah, you compare like the Lion King shot for shot. It's so lifeless and like, you're like oh, this inside. is weird. Everyone's dead inside. Yeah. This, this stupid crap. But they're singing Sebastian. and you're like, stop singing. This is weird. No, I don't want it. I don't want <laughs> you it. You look soulless and trapped. I want to eat you. I want to put you in a pot and boil you uh. and put some butter on you. But they're running low on the, on how many Disney movies they can remake. They probably only have so like four or five more. I don't you said they were remaking one that's like only like five years old, right? Moana. Moana is only five years old. And that's getting remade yeah. into like a live action live version. Live action. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch coming. I got that. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, don't do Lilo. That's gonna be weird. Rock Think about how weird Lilo and Stitch would be with yeah. the. Cre- oh. Um, I want to make her into like some little girl and the door just explorer looking kind of girl and then just throw it up on the screen and be like, ah, Lilo Stitch with a CG uh, Stitch still. What is the point? Just Uh, animate it. Put people with animated. I miss that. Like, remember fucking Roger Rabbit and Cartoon World? Yeah. That kind of stuff. That was was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just do make it silly. Make it to. Like very, you know, cartoony. Like, Go hard with it. Let's do Ralph Batchy. Let's bring him back. Let's oh, just get him fucking. We'll get some people being recorded, and we'll have him running around. We we'll use their that. shadows. Rotoscoping and weird trippiness. Or fucking go Jim Henson with it, like storytellers. Like all those animals were like fun and there you real. Go. There you go. Fucking dog that, that he bad. had in the storytellers was Don't dope. Give me like real crab eyes. Like, yeah, those eyes are so like. Crazy. You should have just like yeah, they could have done the crabs like they do with the Muppets all the time. Like Muppet Treasure Island had a ton of crabs that would sing and dance, and they were like they look like crabs, but they weren't creepy. They didn't make me uncomfortable. <laughs> like they were gonna eat my face. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, bad remake, uh, good remake just, out of all of them, but like you know, a typical remake, bad CGI, creepy looking animals, good music. Like yeah, decent lifeless music. feeling to the animals, decent melody that's, to the voices. That's, that's my ugly right. for the week. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, we got a new segment this week. It's, I call it Danny Talks About uh, Western Movies and Cowboys. Because that's just stuff. what I'm into right now. And, <laughs> and uh, here we go. We got Tumbleweed. I think it's coming across. Here we go. Look at it go. Look at it go. I don't even know where it came from. Where did that come from, Danny? It's a, good, like, it's a good Tumbleweed, but it also still sounds like a guy walking in the snow sneaking up on me. It could be that, too. You know Specifically. I mean? like he, back, I can hear it in his footsteps that he's trying to get behind me with bad intentions. You see the subterfuge and everything. Yeah, I always do. My life is a subterfuge. <laughs> <laughs> One giant. And it's real hard to find light switches. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark. Grayscale. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. I've dove into a lot of Westerns lately. And, uh, yes. like, some of the ones that I wanted to talk about were ones that are specifically important to this podcast. Because, you know, we do our good and the bad and the ugly segment. I finally got around to watching A Fistful of Dollars, which is like one of the more popular of the the older Westerns, but right. is the beginning of the trilogy for The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Right. It is the one that kicks off the whole franchise. You get the introduction to the man with no name, the Clint Eastwood character. And uh, honestly, I'm sad I slept on it for so long because like with Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, I fucking loved this movie. I also loved it because the pacing was a lot faster. Like, it felt like with The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, the three stories were spread out too far. Right. And that's what slowed it down. This, it was like 1917. It was just like, movie starts and go. Here's him rolling into town. Here's him dealing with the characters. All his actions is what defines him. So you could tell he's a rough and tumble kind of bandito guy that's a gun for hire. But he's also got like a heart of gold as you see his actions play out and what he chooses to do. And in the end, it, it ended up feeling more of like a samurai movie, which ends up kind of being the the premise in which Sergio Leone kind of cribbed from, if you will. 
is that he took from uh, Yojimbo, right? Yojimbo. Because when he got sued and they got the rights back, they re-released the movie in Japan as Yojimbo Returns, and it made more money than Yojimbo did, which was funny because <laughs> it wasn't even Yojimbo, but whatever. It's that's the story behind like kind of what happened with the the design of this movie and where its influence came from. Whereas Magnificent Seven was a little more direct about it. They were like, sure. "We're doing Seven Samurai, but we're we're pastiching it. We're doing this as a love for that." Whereas like Fistful of Dollars was like, "I hope nobody notices this." Whoops. We're getting sued. <laughs> yeah. But still, Sergio Leon put his, his touch in it. It felt he has a he has a style that came out in the good and bad and the ugly and mm-hmm. this movie. And to be honest, I can't wait to see the a uh, few more dollars because like this trilogy's been great so far. So like I'd like to see the centerpiece and see how it fits together and then rewatch the last one again to get yeah. the enjoy of it. Yeah, it's been a while. I wanna say it's been like a decade. Uh, I, I always think back and I always think about Good, the bad, and the ugly, but I need to go back and look at Fistful of Dollars in the second one. You know what? The second one, I, I vaguely, I can't, vaguely, I, I can't remember ever even coming across it. You can't even remember. I have heard of a Fistful it. of Dollars. Like I knew that was a movie. Like I knew that was a popular Western movie. I didn't know it was connected in like a weird spiritual trilogy. Yeah. Like I never knew about that until we got into the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and like started checking out all that other stuff. It led me down this rabbit hole, which I've been watching a lot of Clint Eastwood. And to contrast. He released last year Cry Macho. This was not as good in by any means at all. Right. It was written and produced by him, directed by him, starring him. This is ninety three year old ninety three year old Clint Eastwood punching dudes in the face and it was not believable. Fucking like Michael Ironside at ninety three years old, I told you I would believe punching a dude in the face. Like sure. I l- watched him hit that guy, and I said, "Well, oh my god, did he break his arm?" Like it's <laughs> like right away. I was like, "No, his fucking his hand must be shattered." <laughs> like, I was so worried for him, but he's like trying to be this tough guy, and he's trying to like fucking coyote this kid from Mexico to his mm. dad, and it's like it's it's a very basic plot, and it would be good with a better like Western act or just a better like a, a more younger Spryer actor that's got a little more oomph in him because like i watched a movie like that and another one with lance hendrickson uh not lance riddick but lance hendrickson a few uh, a while back too and it's like both of them they were in like the last throes of their career and it just like it's bad and it's weird too because he did grant Torino and that worked and he did mule where he was like a drug yes. mule and in drug mule and mule he was like super old like really frail but it played to his character he's frail and old and he's dying and he wants to do one last good thing in this, he's like, all right, I'll come out of retirement as, like, I used to be a rodeo, like, a rodeo performer, and now I'm coming out of retirement to rescue this guy's kid while I'm 93 years old. And the movie took place in the 70s, yet it always looked like today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never felt like even Mexico. So it's so war- it's so weird because the contrast of, like, Cry Macho versus how good fucking A Fistful of Dollars was is right. kind of sad. But those are the two big things that stand out for me to talk about Western-wise because... They're just like perfect opposite bookends to like his career in life. You're like, okay, he went, he came in strong, and now he's kind of like, oh, he's really trying to mine out what he had. I feel like Mule would have been a better stopping point, but I guess some of those people, like when you stop, you die. And he's 93, so maybe we'll get another one with him. Get one more. That would be wild. He's gonna make it to 100. I'd I'd watch a hundred year old movie or hundred year old Clint Eastwood in a movie just to see what it's like. But I don't have any aspirations of it being a badass unless he takes the reins or hands the reins over to someone else and like gives it to them and like falls back. Maybe and like he's like a co-star or like a part of the ensemble. 
Like, that'd be great. Like, do a Hateful Eight with, like, Clint Eastwood in it, like, kind of thing. Yeah. Get him in with a bunch of other people who can do the stunts, at least. That'd be cool. Someone who I can believe at least punch someone. That's all. That's all that. Someone that could punch someone yeah. that's believable. Can we hire a punch uh, a punch oh, fit no. or a stunt fist for Clint Eastwood? You don't want to see, like... <laughs> we'll do the, uh, the Bruce Willis, where they cut... It's, like, a younger guy who's, like, more fit, and then they cut back. <laughs> it's either that option or the Liam Neeson, like, 20 to cuts. Yes. The quick takes. cuts, the yeah. quick cuts to make it seem like just it's a lot of action, but he's really just moving his hand up and down two or, or three times. Shit. Yeah, yeah. that will be great. <laughs> oh yeah, let's see it. Clint Eastwood is in Taken Four. <laughs> oh man, you took my grandson. It's like Clint Eastwood. Uh, it's like a, a Liam Neeson gets abducted, and he's Clint Eastwood's son. And so Clint Eastwood comes out of retirement to rescue Liam Neeson. Actually, this is a great movie. This yeah. is I take everything I, I, I'm saying yeah. back. I want this. <laughs> Let's I'm, watch it. I'm down. I'm down. Let's yeah, you like it. set of skills, you know. And I'm uh, trying my best. And I'm, wait, are you my grandson? <laughs> Did I call you by mistake? <laughs> I need to find your dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ready for some news, Danny? It's Drop it new- on me. Let's news it up. It's news time. So the big thing for the week is Apple has released their, or at least announced the release of their virtual reality headset. It is $3,500, and I'm wondering who cares about VR right now? Who I, generally can, and its current state, I should say. I just don't understand why people have ever really been that. It's never been good, and it's like so clear that the technology is far off to the point where we're just we're grasping at straws to feel gaudy or cool, I guess, to look fancy, like in the tech way, like esoteric. Like, look at me, I'm avant-garde with my Apple headset. It costs a lot, but it's like, okay, cool, you could do VR games with it. You're going to play Beat Saber all day? Like, who gives a shit? It's like none of that's new. There's no new revolutionary VR games. Half-Life Alex was cool, but it's still, from a video game standpoint, I'll be real, it's garbage. It's <laughs> like, just a demo. Those yeah, are games. they're tech they're demos. demos. It's yeah. it has it's a little more than that in my opinion, but still, it's still not far. It's not a like a good game. They yeah. just it, it's a the, it's the most tech demoiest game you could play. It's the closest they've gotten, and they're getting close. And even as cool as these may be, like they'll never be still there. You need one thing that fits on you, like a suit or something that just perfectly fits on you. Yeah, they, this even this one looks really bulky. Like you gotta Very slim, bulky. you gotta slim them down. I to thought like it was glasses. like some special type of like skiing goggles. What it reminds me of. It looks like they do look like some old school like dragon goggles that people used to wear. Yeah, like from see. yeah, a lot of those weird like nineties like extreme movies where it's like yeah, we're gonna fuck ski the mountain with our massive goggles yeah. to reflect the sunlight. Like this is what they got it now. Looks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it's a, look huge, I mean, it's man. sleek in a way, but still looks like ski goggles. It's I mean, it's not. Who's nah, going to buy this, though? This is, it's $3,500. I mean, people want to show off. The same kind of people who would get things that were, like, dumb for Apple. Like those thousand, or was it $100 wheels for your fucking computer tower? Like, same people. They'll buy that shit just to look cool and fit in. And then their friend groups will play it. And then you see groups of people, and you're like, why are they all playing VR? What is happening? This is insane. You know what they should solve that they haven't even solved, which is the only thing I would care about for VR, is just like, give me a virtual desktop environment so I don't have to slightly look down. Yeah. Just give me something yes. where I can have a screen right here if I wanted to. If I want it right here, I can put yeah, it Yeah, like a, a hologram right that you could right play here. with. 
It adjusts. And that's still not there. No yeah. software, no HoloLens. That's ideal. No Apple has gotten there. They have those hologram keyboards, but you're hitting the fucking table and it hurts. And it's like, I played with it and I was like, oh, this is not, this is dumb. Why would anyone want this? Like, it's a cool gimmick and it works, but it's not comfortable. It's not practical for like, we've come so far with these mechanical keyboards being so finite and, or so reactive and, and fine and they're, they're puncture and with the way you can puncture them. It's just, why would we take that away? Yeah. Like, I have to put hardly any effort now to type because the mechanical keyboard picks up the slack. Instead, now it's like, slap this table for 10 minutes and put on your VR headset and have fun. I'm like, no, you guys are doing mm-hmm. this all wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish we'd let go of VR for like a 10, 15-year time frame, but nope. Didn't Meta just go under for all this stuff? Like yes. Or like their VR division yeah. went under? They, and they just, just fired a bunch of they people. They got rid of it and the... shelved it. I don't know if they shelved it, but they fired a lot of people from I that I thought team. they weren't focused on it anymore, it's like trying to do bust. the VR metaverse. It's definitely a bust. That'd I wonder if they still do their meetings in metaverse. metaverse just to force oh it on everyone. God, Live in your failure. Yay. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. $3,500, yeah. though, man. But I that mean, better replace the MacBook. Yeah, yeah. if you could like use that as like your MacBook, but people would still have them both. What if Because you can look through it. You can make it so it's translucent. Yeah. So. You could look through your Ma- and type on your MacBook and then ter- put your goggles on and off. Mm. They're gonna make games where they like you should wear both. Bad. And I'm like, no, this is this is why Nintendo got out of control with the Wii U because the Wii U was like, put on this box and like pay a hundred dollars and wear all these things on your face. And you're like, yeah. the, the kids are gonna destroy this and adults will never touch this. They're like, oh, our console fell apart. Hmm. Well, try again. Switch mm. to. <laughs> I don't know VR. It's a cool idea, but it's still very, very far away, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about a little bit of uh, SAG news, Danny. we got the uh, WGA oh, strike happening right now. It's but, happening. Uh, Everyone's rearing up to strike. The, now the, we might get the... Uh, the writers, or the actors are coming. Actors might strike. We get some SAG, some SAG striking. So we might get a lot of striking over the, over the next... Uh, yeah. Next uh, few months. Uh, the majority of the fall lineup right now, as of this point, is all, for all the major networks, is all reality, reality shows. Reality TV, yeah. All reality shows. This is, reality this is, is we everywhere. are living idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow, my we balls. Fucking hit it. Ow, my balls. I'm going to shit my chair. Brando, it's got what you need. <laughs> it's got what plants need. <laughs> Uh, what plants uh, crave? What plants crave? Plants yeah. crave. There we go. Um, I I'm apathetic. I mean, most TVs kind of got watered down to the point. It's so formulaic. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about writing more when we get into more... fucking Spider Man. But I just feel like a lot of those Disney shows, like the writing, has been like fucking lifeless for for a few years now. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Black Widow. Like, you mean to tell me a person wrote that movie? <laughs> Fuck you. Like, you're lying. <laughs> Fuck you. We'll no, fight over this. No, I don't give man. a shit. I don't even know you. I don't care if you're dying. Kick the shit out of you for saying, trying to tell me a human being wrote Black Widow. <laughs> Could have been just like some dude's kid. And he's like, all right, what, I is, mean, what does Black Widow do here? I, I still feel like that's even going too far. <laughs> I feel like even the kid has more like uh, flights of fancy and whimsy. Like that, that that movie was that movie had no joy. It was a joyless fucking shit ride. It did have butt shots of Scarlett Johansson though. Don't forget about those butt shots. Scarlett Johansson, who's supposed to not look like she's fucking ten years older than she actually is in that fucking movie. Yeah. Not fooling me. (laughs) 
Scarlett Johansson. Remember when she? Remember when this movie was happening earlier on? And I'm like, yeah, that yeah. Scarlett Johansson is not Iron Man two Scarlett Johansson. You need to chill on that. Mm-mm. You ain't fooling me. I know the difference. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm more empathetic for the WJ than the SAG. I don't give a fuck, honestly. I mean, it doesn't. It does like hurt more like the day actors that are just making a hundred dollars a day. Seg- yeah. SAG minimum twelve hours, hundred dollars a day. It might have went up since last I checked, but that is uh, working rates. Um, it'll hurt them the most, but still. I mean, the disconnecting part about all this uh, is like these people tend to live more lavish lives than the average person, anyways. Yeah. So regardless of like what they're complaining about and how hard it is and how all the whole thing is fucked up, they're still in like Hollywood and they're still going to find a way to make something work with their lives, regardless of how this plays out. But then people who are dealing with inflation on a regular basis are seeing this and going like, "What does it all matter? Like, who cares? You guys want more money? Like, everybody needs more money." At least you guys had a decent amount to start with. Some of them had nice cars. Some of them had good deals. Some of these people get screwed, but there are plenty of people in Hollywood who are writers and actors and so on and so forth that pull it off and fucking live crazy lives. I mean, they shill out for fucking corporations the second they can, so most of these people are fine. Shill, shill. All you gotta do is shill a couple times and you're set for life. Like, that shit's easy. Not you get bad. residuals, so. Who should we shill yeah. for once we get to the I mean, shilling state? It was brought to you by me, Undy. Uh, fucking, I... I and I'm sure none of them. I'm sure none of them will be good enough. What we say will be appropriate enough for what they no, are selling. Not at all. Um, like Bill Burr, where like he loses his fucking like his sponsor every episode. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's fucking food box. I don't give a shit. It's good. Get an apple. Why can't you eat more apples? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he's just like just eat, just eat a fucking apple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, final news. I'm gonna let you take this one, Danny. Diablo three was Diablo four. Sorry, my bad. Was yeah. released, and you're back on the Blizzard train. I'm back on the Blizzard train after I swore off it. After like, no, look at this fucking how garbage Diablo three was. But they brought me back. They brought me back. Diablo three is grindy. Diablo four is like they made it more like Skyrim. Where okay. remember in the older Diablos, everything would go act by act. So like when you get to act yeah. two, you get to the new location. Now it's just like one giant location, and you can go to each one. It's just you choose how to follow the and story. It's like an open world. Yeah, it's completely open. You can go to all. You yeah. go to the shit in Act Four right away, and like go through the whole damn thing. Interesting. You could okay. cut ahead and like do the harder stuff before, and it scales to who you what your level is. Everything scales perfectly. It's oh, it's less grandier, nice. and and the character customization. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's much more. You don't feel like you're you're killing boars in the forest over and over again. That's what the last <laughs> one felt like to me, yeah. and that's why I dipped off of it. I mean, a friend of mine got me a copy, and I was like, I'll play it. But this time, like, I actually like did the beta, and I'm like, oh, this is actually fun. Like, I, this takes me back to the old Diablo, and it feels a lot. Well, Diablo two specifically, which I liked more. But yeah, I'm I'm a few days into it, and I, I think it's a great game. I think it has a lot of promise, and they've learned from a lot of things. This is the first time where I saw Blizzard make like a new game, and I feel like they didn't fuck up more than they fixed. Like they actually fixed more than they fucked up. Yeah. Because normally when they like make a new game, I'm like, oh, you took out a lot of the fun things. Like StarCraft One is still more fun to me than StarCraft Two, but that's just me. Some people have moved on to it and think it has better co-op and all that, and I'm like, I still don't. 
I don't feel it. I just feel like it's way less impactful. Right. And I can't touch WoW or any of that shit. It's too much. But you are installing Overwatch. No. Yes. You, yes. I'm not playing Overwatch 2. They hustled yes. all you people. He, he hustled they the hustled PvE all people. you. I don't give a fuck about PvE. I've always been a PvP person. I hate so. the Overwatch community. The only thing I want to do is like avoid them. Like So the PvE yeah. sounds great to me. I'm like, what? I don't have to interact with Overwatch fans? This game is my game. <laughs> Then they said, no, no you no. have to exclusively interact with Overwatch fans. And I'm like, this is the worst game on the on the internet. This is the way, hands down. Mm. I'm but, talking about, like, fucking Bang Howdy and whatever Weed Wars is still out there I'd play before fucking <laughs> Right now. <laughs> so your choice is this game that fucked you over, Condom Evolution, which is buggy as fuck. Yep. Or that game with hats that's been around for 20 years. Team Fortress 2? Yes. I I mean... The kind of evolution is fast-paced enough where I like it's it. It's good enough. It's got yeah, enough Twitch fun to yeah. it, but it is definitely... I can't it's... wait to go back to it and find out that the community is probably dead you and that we know. can't find matches. Who That'll knows? be fun. Who knows? We'll find out Let's soon. Queue up we'll and wait back. for 20 minutes. I'm we'll going to eat some soon. ice cream. We'll go back soon. Oh, yeah. it's. About, um, I'm getting that itch. It's coming in. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather touch that. At least I can relate. And the fan base, at least, is like people who love like Gundam. It's like yeah, here, it's like, okay, exactly. you guys like Overwatch characters? He's just, I don't even know about this like lore. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Apparently that one chick had a butt problem that made her gay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. That's my Overwatch lore knowledge. That's as the deepest I could go with Overwatch. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's the chick she did like, do the butt pose, and everyone got mad about it. And so afterwards, they made her gay to make it okay. Remember the, the huh. Tracer chick? Oh, yeah! Uh, remember, like uh, people got mad that she would do like her winning pose was she point her butt at the screen, and then so like a week later they're like, "Well, yeah, she's a lesbian." Now you're criticizing a gay person. What? <laughs> Homophobe. Do, Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. Bam! Here you go, man. <laughs> representation. Like, God, I hate it when corporations try to fix things. Corporate media representation. What are you gonna oh, do now? It's like a plus. It's a plus three. They're like playing role playing in a corporate world. They're yes. like, uh, well, he's gay. It's a plus three in my defenses. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. Yeah. He's Belizean. I gotta get past this. He's also a crippled veteran. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, they're stacking so many things. I don't know what to do. I'm right away. Uh, all my game. privilege. It's <laughs> all a game. Go get a job. Go work in the coal mines. Yeah, yeah. Are the coal better. mines still? Hey, I'm sure they do. Coal mines. I mean, they're mining Don't coal the somewhere. Coal You're gonna get cancer. somewhere. They're mining stuff in some places. <laughs> if you got minerals, we'll bomb you and mine it. All right, that is it for the news. Let's do the main subject for the week. That all right, is right, the fight. Spider Verse. First, fight, first, fight, Danny, tell fight. me. Explain this movie. Tell me what it's about. What is what this movie is everything wrong with films? This movie is everything that's wrong with superhero movies. This thing is everything wrong with America. No, I just I felt this movie was like uh, falling too much on what most of the superhero movies have been doing now with like the multiverse stuff, right? And the whole like him and his parents, like that kind of like fucking after school special approach to like uh, I feel like what modern audiences don't really care about anymore. Like, kids, I don't think, like, relate to that, and I don't think parents kind of relate to that either. Do you? I don't know. I assume because it's so heavily in media that it is to a certain point. In a lowest common denominator way, yes, they relate to it. But I feel like real genuine people who, like, go there with their families that have character and, like, a little more to their brains going on, like, are going to walk into these movies and go, like, you're pandering to me a little too hard. Take it easy. Like, I get it. Like, this is a family movie. We don't need to rest on the family drama as the plot point to all these family movies. Uh-huh. 
like there are other things that happen in life and so like i feel like them not focusing on like the realities of what they're dealing with more and like how important that is and like the darkness of it like everything was too upbeat especially when dealt with the moral dilemma of the movie it felt like there was too much of a just oh one option is good one option is bad one person is good one person is bad there was more nuance to what was happening and the movie did nothing to play with it. It felt like that was a good opportunity to really actually force the audience and the people involved in this movie to take a look at themselves and the world that they appreciate. Mm-hmm. And then mirrored on top of that was just all these like Spider-Man cameos that didn't seem like they mattered to anyone who was watching the movie, like the audience that they were shooting for. Like I felt like some of these deep cuts were so deep that like no one, they were, it's like, why would they put time in putting them in the movie? For so many people that they're I missing, think a decent amount got them. I feel like a decent amount got like some of the more modern ones, like but the sad emo Ben Riley, like oh, I don't. You gonna tell me like like people understand the '90s Clone Saga like really well, like they're bringing their kids. They're like, ah, oh, Junior, let me explain. Fuck it, <laughs> let me explain like all this weird shit that happened with these clones and Spider Man and stuff like that. Like I feel like that nuance is lost. But that that could be something that's more of an Easter egg for the hard more hardcore fans. And that's fine. But it's so much of the movie felt like it was tailored towards the family audience that when they threw those things in, I felt like, well, what was the point? Because, like, the hardcore fans are not going to be too interested in that storyline and plot line. Like, it's not even, like, a re- it didn't really feel like a big Spider-Man, like, battle. More of the focus was on the infighting between the Spider-People and less the villain and the plot. So that kind of took you out of, like, the, okay, who's the hero here and what are they pushing towards and who's the bad we're building up towards? Because that kind of was... The villain was almost like... He wasn't even a bad guy by the end. He was just broken. Like, he was just a fucked up, broken human. And he wasn't even, like, someone who was being portrayed as evil, but more just lost and, like, sad. You're referring to the spot. Yeah, the spot. Who was, like, who essentially... Which was weird, because they did the whole... The spot thing in... um, Was it... Suicide Squad. But it was a different... It was a similar superhero. It was a... a, Was it Dot? The Dot? Or Dot Band? Or whatever? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, I wonder if they, they brought the spot in because that guy did so well in that movie that was like, audience liked it, like that a lot. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, yeah. So audience like Polka Dot Man so much that I thought they brought the spot in because of that. I kind of feel like uh, a lot kind of studios of look uh, at other movies and do that a lot, especially with superhero movies. I know one of the cartoons recently had the spot. I wonder if that I mean, back in the day, they had a good episode of Spider-Man on the spot where he would like punch through his portals and shit, but then his portals got so big and they like killed him. And that was like the episode... Where he loses Mary Jane in the animated series. So it's like a super important episode. It's kind of dark. But, um, yeah, like I feel like they kind of, they did the whole bringing in the spot. Because he's not like a commonly known rogues gallery Spider-Man character. Like for like the average person. They would be like, isn't that, the average person would almost probably mistake that guy for like the character from Suicide Squad. So like that to me felt like a weird thing. And, like, um, kind of a weak villain. And that was, like, a big problem because you need a stronger villain. And Kingpin was a strong villain They just in the first one, but he just was animated terribly and unrealistic. They made him into, like, the Hulk at the end. And I'm like, okay, I don't – you guys just – they don't seem to know how to write, like, a good villain for these. These are more, like, cameo fests. And it's, like, Miles' yeah. parents are more of a villain. Like, he's got to fight his parents. He's like, you don't understand, Mom and Dad. I'm – Almost, Spider-Man. Right? <laughs> it's so hard. I can't tell you. <laughs> It's just like they, they build up that moment like nine times, and I'm just like, okay, I get it. 
They rest on so much. It's like it's, it felt like a lazy they, movie. One thing I hated about that, I'm not as hard on that as you are, but uh-huh. they front loaded the movie with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, they, I wish they sprinkled like a lot of the the drama between Miles' parents and his, him throughout the film and yes. throughout the next film. That's, that's yeah, like there was on. more closure on it that way. Like it they, was half the first film. So well, the movie was like to film, be continued, and you're like they spent ninety percent of the movie just fighting. With each other as family, <laughs> it was awkward. <laughs> I forgot at one point it was a Spider-Man movie. I was like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. It's like a generic Pixar family flick. And the, all the babies have the dumb Pixar baby sm- sta- and, smile. And this does have the problem that I think that like Dune has. It's like mm-hmm. half a film. Yes. So there's, there, you yeah. know, it's really hard there's to, no payoff. To, to judge based off of this, essentially. Um, so you got to wait for the next one to... To really understand exactly and have a full understanding of the film, um, it was definitely better than Dune, though, in terms of like giving you a tease and giving you an actual closure. I yeah, because they had a mission, so it's yeah, all locked in, so you feel it. Yeah, Dune was kind of like, like vapid, and it was just like, oh, the fucking desert storm is happening, and now we're over. You're like, okay. Yeah. Did we win? Did we lose? <laughs> what happened? What's going on? Tell me. Yeah. I, and then they're like, come see the next movie. And you're like, okay. But this one ends and it's like he gets the old group back together and he's like, let's go. Let's go do what's right. Let's oh, save yeah. my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save my dad. This like had a lot reminding me of like, remember the moments in Clerks 3 when they would have the sad moments with the music and you're like, it didn't feel earned. A lot of the moments where he tried to like talk to his parents about being Spider-Man, like the tension and the build-up never felt earned. It just felt like too much. Um... Like it, that they leaned on uh, it so much that I felt like it started to get kind of jokey. Like so it's it, one thing I did note in my notes is that this doesn't like the one thing that made this the first Spider Verse so great was the soundtrack and how yeah. it like worked together. Oh shit! This was a terrible soundtrack. This one did it will relied a lot on the first one. That's a problem. I didn't really get any new jam. New, well, no, because like there was no, it really... wasn't an exciting soundtrack to the yeah. to bring back. It was just a, like we're going to reuse it in not a creative way. They just cribbed on the old stuff and left it as like a rehash, and so it's like a terrible soundtrack because there's yeah. nothing inventive about it. They could have just re- they could have got all new songs and stuff that was more exciting. Yeah, nothing of it felt. It always felt like there was a lot of like weird trip hop at times that were almost inappropriate, almost vapid. Right. Like you're just like, why am I like relaxing to this chill wave <laughs> while he's talking about his like having to kill his dad. Right, exactly. <laughs> Chill yeah. beats time, guys. Chill beats for his Chill dad's murder. Beats. He's got to die. Everyone's um, got to die. Was the big twist about the evil Miles like surprising to you? No, about he's like he's the prowler really. in one dimension. Not and right when he was talking to his mom, I knew it was it was pretty. It was obvious. Well, I knew right when she sent him back, I was like, oh, he's going to go to that 42 dimension, which is not his dimension. And uh, I didn't I didn't think Miles was going to be evil until I saw the Prowler. What's was... the statement they're trying to make, though, about the about the, the corn rolls? Because why does evil Miles have corn rolls? He's saying that's like semi-racist. <laughs> like he's like, is it's it like, it's like he's Lord, gangster like, Lord looking Miller, at him because he's got the corn rolls? Lord Miller suddenly saying uh, something about you know, It's like evil rolls. people can't have afros. So like, I don't understand. Yeah, what's going on there, huh? <laughs> mm. Um, I don't know. That was fine. I feel like they're gonna. He's gonna turn good, and he's gonna. Yeah, this is gonna be. He's gonna. He's gonna see his dad. It's kumbaya's fuck. It's all kumbaya's fuck. Who knows? Um, 
What did you think about Spider Punk? Spider Punk was cool. Spider Punk was fun. He was that guy from uh, Nope, right? Yeah, Daniel yeah. Kaluuya. Yeah, Kaluuya. I mean, he was cool. Like, was... I liked, I liked the side characters more than most of the main characters. That's the problem with a lot of these movies. Yes, exactly. And that's the that's the problem. They focus too much on yeah. the Easter egg of it all instead of the you know narrative. Yeah, like no uh, one ever really feels like they're doing anything, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, Let's talk about the animation. What do you think of the animation? There, there were some animation points that were really good, and then there were other points where it felt, because of the quality of the version I was watching, that it was lacking. So like, I, I felt like I needed to watch it in a higher def version to really judge it appropriately on the animation. True. There was a moment, but it was good. There was a moment when I watched the first one where they were having that. They were doing the essentially the old Rauschenberg uh, dotted screen time effect right throughout like one of the scenes. Okay. But it comes off very blurry. Oh. And a lot of people, I remember when that first movie first came out, a lot of people complained that it was super blurry, but it was just kind of like the effect of the animation with that screen toniness yeah, of it all. Yeah, so it creates that effect. Um, and I wonder if there's any of that in there. I didn't notice it too much as much as I did in the first one. Uh, so I have to go back and do a rewatch. I liked, yeah. I do love, it must be a bitch to animate because every single person has a different frame rate yeah everyone has a different kind of animation style, style yeah, and stuff yeah. like you get you get like spider punk he has that like god saves the queen kind of poster look and yeah he's the, not, like the sex pistols artwork and almost shit. almost like eight frames a second he's not completely like, like yeah in moments old like school that. comic bookie kind of yeah. vibe yeah and then like the like, fucking the lego guy with spider-man was just a lego like just CD yeah lego. just just a lego which uh Lord Miller also directed the Lego movie. Just uh, yeah. throwing that out the there. The spot like had good evolution to his character when it came to like the design of it. Like so, as he got more powerful mm-hmm. and like things got more fucked up with him, he got kind of more like a little bit. I want to say kind of creepy pasta like, like he like Slenderman. Ooh, like he got yeah, a, like sl- there were a lot yeah. of Slenderman vibes. Like, yeah, had, like, that was kind of cool. Kind of like it. I dug that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of the animation is solid in this, and a lot of it is I gotta do a rewatch to see if it's like intentional or is it off. Because there are those moments where I'm like, I can't tell. I can't tell if they're trying to intentionally change the frame rate in this moment, and it looks weird because or if of that, it's like or a if graphical it's defect, like a glitch. Off. Yeah, yeah, like I a problem. Know. I don't know. Um, you know, honestly, the best scene of this movie was probably the uh, Spider-Man India scene because it was actually oh, like a fleshed-out scene. Yeah, and they had where to save people. They had to, there was an intent. There was. A, there they was did Spider-Man save. shit. Remember they did that Spider-Man shit? They exactly. like swung around and rescued people, and it was like, "Hey, this and is what you expect in a Spider-Man." After movie. that, we go to the Nueva New York where. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 lives and with the the other Hall of uh, with the other Ricks, and it really is just a Rick fest. After it that. is, it is a Rick it for is. the most part, and it's like that's been done with everything. I mean, it's, it's a been fun done Rick fest. It's it, a fun. It was fun sometimes, but there were other times Here's where I was just my like, problem I is feel that nothing. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I agree with you that it was just like an Easter egg fest. Yeah. Are we already like is? Is Avengers uh, Secret Wars fucked? Are we, is the multiverse? Are we already over the multiverse and come twenty twenty five? I feel when, like people are into video when, game movies. When Secret Wars comes out, yeah. is it just going to be flat, dead in the water? I don't think it's going to have that level of explosion that it ever had before, but it may still have a bit of fervor. I don't think it'll ever return to its grandeur, but people will watch it. It just won't have that kind of. Or it's like everyone shifted over to video game movies, so like all that fervor is somewhere else now. New generation kids are excited about that shit. 
they could some of them probably don't even care about like captain america or that they probably think more like oh mario sonic like that's the shit i'm into the video True. game stuff the True. or not the video game, or the comic book stuff probably just might even not be relevant enough for them to like push their parents to go so that without having that big family like push you're going to get a lot of people who are the holdover like diehard disney fans and I mean diehard yeah. Disney. They're not the people who are super jazzed about this stuff are diehard Disney fans. They're not diehard Marvel or comic book fans anymore. Those are the people who just love what Disney do mm. and they want to see more of what they do. Yeah. They want to see more of those. They're okay with their their shows. They're okay with their movies. They're okay with their never ending plot with people who have to get cycled out due to sexual allegations or what have you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all going to continue, and those oh. people are going to watch each one. Yeah. So those people will be there, but I don't think the same people that were there for like Endgame will be there or like even Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like I feel like that's the last bastion of people Bl- who yeah. are holding it on. It really does feel like that. Which like, that I, I hear is good. I hear yeah, it's good. Guardians I haven't was, seen that was yet. Solid. It was a solid yeah, film. I want to watch that. I actually do want to watch that. And that'll probably be it for Marvel movies for me for a long time except for like Deadpool which is fucking falling apart because they oh, don't know what to do. Oh, that was news we didn't talk about. Yeah, let's, we let's bring that circle back, back to so, that. Uh, yeah, because of the WGA strikes, uh, Deadpool is uh, currently in production right now, and everyone's wondering uh, if it's currently in production. This movie is mainly written essentially already. written already, which means, but this movie is also mainly improv, right? Yes. Which yeah, you can't that's do, what it, Ryan Reynolds can't do as a writer on this film. Yeah, because so. improv counts as writing, so he would be <laughs> barred to do that. So people are wondering why is he going through with this until the writer's okay. strike is over. And apparently there's something that's happened. I haven't, I haven't followed up on it, but it might have been resolved. But I did hear that he was doing the lines as written and people were just like, no, man, this movie sucks. <laughs> like It's all cold. Like your Deadpool deliveries feel like they're done by chat GPT. Like, yeah. We need like your improv. And so they're going to probably stop and wait. I hope. But at this point, I think they want to just get it all done. And you brought up a good idea about they could just record his voice later yeah. because it's just a mask. It's just a mask. So just record his, just spidey that voice in and call it a day. There you go. You're good. You're good to go. Bing, bang, yeah. boom. Do a little ADR, rent a booth. You're good. Yeah. You're yeah. good. Yeah, but that's the only little bit of news that kind of ties into all that and what's going on with Deadpool. Because, like, I want to see that. I want to see Hugh Jackman. I love I love Wolverine. I love that tie to the universe. I love that history. That's what I liked about the movies when they were doing superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like after everything got too big, it's went fell apart and they got too big for themselves. But this will be interesting. I'll watch that. Not in theaters, but I'll definitely watch it. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is some news I forgot about. Um, what did you think, going back to Spider-Man, mm-hmm. what did you think of... Uh, what was that cameo that we had in there? The cameo? I that can't was, think. There's a couple. We got Donald the, Glover. And we got, the, yeah, as, as the Prowler. And then Ben Riley. Uh, ben Riley. We uh-huh. had, uh, oh, we got a little Miss Miss Chen showing up. You know, Spot goes into the Venomverse for a second. Yeah, yeah. He went, he went to that That's grocery something. store or Quickie Mart. This is the segment I call We Name Things, or else, you know, Twitter will be like, you didn't say this. That's true. Did you know that this happened? And I go like, I do. I do. I just don't have to name every single thing ever. You know? Yeah. But we could miss stuff. Yeah, we could just human. we could just go past things. Sometimes it's just the conversation. I did like that uh J. Jonah Jameson was uh 
was J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. did all the, all of those voices. All the yeah, all the multiverse. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson's were J.K. Simmons. What do you think dope. of the live action integration into this? It seems like they're pushing for more of that. That that's gonna. You, I feel like the third movie is gonna have more of that. That was interesting because that was like uh, you're talking about the the Garfield cameo. Or the, the, the cameo was, to the Garfield Andrew Garfield universe. So there was two, right? They showed like uh, the kind of like the Web of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they called it that, but uh, the Spider Verse. They could, they yeah. showed the Spider Verse, and you see like a lot of cameos. Like you see the Disney show in the background. That but one guy, the one for the Drake and Do- Josh uh, Spider Man. Drake and Josh one, yeah. Yeah, he was actually there and had like dialogue. Like he walked up and he's yeah, like, "Hey, what's up? Movie. I'm Ultimate Spider Man." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. Um, uh, but then we had, uh, yeah, it showed uh, one scene of, uh, it showed, uh, it showed, uh, what's his name? Captain Stacy and, uh. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, oh, Amazing Spider-Man. I can't think of his name. Uh, Garfield. Andrew Garfield's character? Garfield right now. Yeah. And then it showed uh, 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 Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, but it was like the Uncle Ben With like Uncle kind ben of scene. homage. Yeah, because yeah. they were showing so all get, the different Uncle Bens. So we get those. We get yeah. those kind of weird live action. and. But it's like they felt less important than they did, like, in the yeah. end of this. Because uh, it wasn't really. No Way Home? They weren't there in the actual Spider-Verse. They were just kind of showing yeah, it was like various a universes just throughout, a momentary throughout the Spider-Verse. So yeah. Whereas, like, in the other one, it's like you get dialogue and you have that, like, moment where he they, like, repeat. They finish each other's, like, Uncle Ben's, like, quote. And so, like, you have that connection, and you're like, that's important. In this, it's just like, well, it just happened. You just blink, you blink, you missed it. You're like, oh, that that's over. And they just bounce to the next one, and it, it turns into kind of Ready Player One and the whole, like, Council of Rick scene. Yeah. Especially when they're running away and trying to get away, and all the different ones just pop in. Yeah, so many. Oh, there's the Speed Buggy so Spider-Man. Many speed, bu- speed Buggies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spider buggy. Was there the? I don't remember seeing Japanese Spider Man. That's the thing. Everyone said, especially I think even Lord and Miller said this that Japanese Spider Man was supposed a big to be part. In the, so if he's not in the third one, he better be like a key player in the third one. If yeah. not, um, frustrating. I think. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Superior Spider Man does show up in the background, but I would like to see him as a main character, uh, more of a character. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, I think he's too close to the mainline story where they don't want to do that, though. Yeah. I think that's what I do like they, they added the Atari video game, which was pretty random. Like, that's literally little, yeah. the little pixels from yeah, the Atari yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, that is it's true. so ridiculous. I forgot uh, about that. Oh, shit. That was kind of funny. Um, they do have nods to, like, older stuff. If you're if you're a fan, you'll, you'll like the nods. If you're a fan of the newer stuff, they got, like, the new Jessica Drew. You'll like that, I guess. The Preggers, um, Jessica Drew, the one that everyone loves. It raises too many questions. I uh, just. Uh, one thing I did like uh, animation-wise was the, uh, the like Renaissance Vulture at the beginning. That was kind of cool. When. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was the old timey Spider-Man, like take on the 1602 kind of era. Yes, and that's when, because uh, the movie starts off with the Gwen story, and when uh, yeah. this is how Gwen meets. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, and how she gets involved with. Uh, the Spider-Verse people and whatnot. Um, I guess it's just, it's like they introduce so many characters that seem important, yet none of them really have agency. That's my problem is like, there's so many Spider-Men. Like, this, like the, the girl like that was five. like the digital, like, 
Spider bite. Yeah, spider bite. Like she seemed like she was important. But I feel she like they had more scenes with her. Did anything? And they cut them. They, they, it oh. just there was like a, right here. This scene felt like there was more to it. Just how they like smile and react to each other. I'm like, yeah. Did I miss a scene? Like they're joking not, and become friends. Did not yeah. miss a scene no. at all. I feel like they cut something yeah. there. She was a bigger role at some yeah, point. Yeah, they have. She's a... also at the end of the movie. Gwen kind of forms her own team, and Spider Bite's there. She's yes. with the team. So like, yeah. something's missing there between that. I feel yeah. Like. There's a lot of characters like her that they introduce and they just don't really give enough like pull to the storyline. And they just feel like they're yes. like, oh, it's, we just wanted to give you some more characters. They're not going to do anything. Because apparently like Miles can just fuck up everything that they built with just a little bit of effort. <laughs> but and I like, mean, they've been plotting all these dimensions and it just took one kid from Brooklyn to show up and be like, oh, fuck it, Taze. I like that... Uh Spider-Punk just kind of, like, steals. He's yeah. just, like, constantly stealing stuff, which is how you assume he got the, uh, he gave Gwen the, the extra device at the end. Yeah, because he like, just, oh, he grifted just it. Shit. Yeah. Which was a nice little thing. Um, yeah, he was one of the better characters. But overall, I enjoyed this, but I enjoyed, like you said, like, everything you're saying is valid in terms of, like, the whole family thing. I think I just lowered my bar and expect that at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of just, just over. like it's fine, it's fine, it's what it is. But those what are the weaker scenes in the first one too for me. Yeah, uh, it's definitely you could tell Lord Miller was sorry. John Mulaney and Nicholas Cage are too expensive. Uh, yep. we'll save you for the next film. Yeah, yeah, those guys are they too expensive. They did not show up until the end. And yep. They did not have and it's a speaking shit. role. Nope, at all. zero. But I'm assuming they're going to be in the next one. Yeah, well, so. they've already been teed up so yeah it's so. happening but it's just so we'll see how that goes yeah. um how do you think this is gonna play out it's gonna play out with him saving his dad not making a sacrifice and transitioning into the main spider universe where it's revealed that he was donald glover the entire time no is he he is gonna save his dad though the whole you thing think is, he's gonna save his dad yeah, i'm kind of on I the fence on if he's gonna save his dad i think but the the whole thing with the the scene which was a better scene, if we want to talk about family scenes, the uh, the Gwen and Captain Stacy scene was far superior than anything with Miles. I yeah, because it was like emotional. There was, there was there was something there, and also it kind of led you to believe like he quit the force, so maybe there is something that you can do to change things. Because it seems, I assume he's not going to die now that he's sw- changed. But that's the assumption. Right? I wonder if they have to still force it anyways. So Maybe they just show anyways. up and they just kill him. So like, hey, They're like, yeah, no, you were oh, supposed to die. Oh, you should yeah, have just stayed dead. on the force. See, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe mm-hmm. like in the third one, he learns to accept that his dad has to die or something. Yeah. I don't know. They also, I don't know. I'm on the They fence. also make Miguel too much of a megalomaniac. I feel like that's They went hard fair. on him. They that's made not, him because was... you know he's going to be a good guy in the end, right? Yeah. He's going to be good. But they went really They, they made him kind of like he was more like fucking Norman Osborn at one point than he was spider-man it was weird he was just like no yeah <laughs> what did you do do you like, huh? do you think that a lot of these spider-men would be on board with miguel's plan i d- it just feels like to me with movies like this only very specific characters ever go against the grain of just the majority idea and like the rebellious characters are usually like elevated characters that they prop up for like the movie's purpose it's weird like there'd be like characters around them are like, well, all these other people probably would be like agreeants, but they, they want that character to seem more like he's a rebel and like a a, cha- a force of change. Right. So they purposely make all these other characters 
just go against him. Mm-hmm. And it's almost to the point where I feel like it's a detriment. Like, I feel the way they elevate Miles so much and then put all these other people in these weird positions kind of fucks it up. I feel like it would have made more sense if they're all thrown down. Like, it'd be cool if they, all the Spider-Men fought. Like, yeah. wouldn't it? Wouldn't I mean, I don't know. It just felt like Peter's approach when they brought in the other Peter Parker, the Peter B. Parker or whatever. He was. He just felt kind of like he had no motivation. His daughter seemed like she had more agency than right. He did. <laughs> that was weird because she couldn't talk. So it's like, what the fuck is this guy like? Uh, I get it. He's like they made him. A, they super beta mailed him. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, I can't make any choices unless these children make choices for me. Uh, it, yeah, I'm, I'm not assuming he's gonna play a bigger again. Like this was all kind of neutered. This is very much a Miles Gwen. Uh, Miguel heavy movie, story. Yeah. yeah, and spot to a certain extent. Yeah, to yeah. Though almost like as a afterthought, he'd like show up and like stop forgetting about me. I'm important. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Besides <laughs> Japanese Spider Man, is there any Spider Man you want to see in the next one that they haven't put that in? They haven't put yet? in. Yeah. Um, they didn't have Tarantula, which was the other Peter clone. Yeah, that was even more fucked up and grotesque. Um, I, that'd be cool to get a little nod to him. Uh, they did have Iron Spider, which I liked. Uh, what was another one that I wanted them to throw in, but they didn't have? Oh, Man Spider! I didn't see Man Spider. Man Spider. They didn't even have anyone with like the mutation with the multiple arms, where he's still human, but like has the extra arms. They didn't do any of that, unless I missed it. But I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't see it. Man Spider. Man I Spider. felt like that was a little too gritty, so they were like, this is, "We're going hard on the kids' movie aspect of this." Um, yeah. That's why uh, everything's so black and white. Like I said, I want to see more Superior Spider-Man. I know he should up in the background. That's the big one me, that you wish you got more of. Give me more. I want to see Captain Britain Spider-Man. The, That'd be cool. It? It's not Jamie Braddock. It's like a weird Braddock. It's like made up for yeah. this universe. But it is a Braddock that is a Spider-Man. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that has the power. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, the 1602 Spider-Man. They referenced it, but they never showed him. Like, I wanted to see him with his little, like, fucking Shakespeare collar. 1602 yeah with this yeah they brought in they brought the vulture from it but they never used him exactly exactly that'd be great um i did like uh india spider-man in spider-verse was just a spider-man with a shit sash yeah kind of lame i kind of like the the re re redo on the costume oh yeah they did way way more He, he does look like a whole nother like kind of hero yeah i get exactly what you're saying um what else do I want to see? Spider-Man, why? Japanese Spider-Man, honestly just... Oh, they had the video game Spider-Man cameo. That was video game not the cameo. Not the Atari one, but the new one. The new one, the Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Game. And there's the, the Garfield cameo. Garfield cameo as well. Uh, which was do you weird, think So we haven't seen action. Holland in any of these. You think we're going to see Holland in the next uh, one? You know what? I think they're purposely avoiding him because like they're trying to save him for his own thing. And they they even referenced you know, Doctor Strange in this movie. They did reference Doctor Strange. He was telling him that strange doctor guy. Uh, yeah, weird why they didn't bring up Tom Holland at least once. Maybe because right. like maybe that's a Disney thing where they're like, no, we got him back now, and you you, you said you would give him back, and then we're not letting him have you can't have back till we're done. <laughs> Ours or something. Right. I don't know. I could see that. There's always these pissing contests going on between the studios, and the people who work for them, and the people that write, and the people that direct, and the people that star. Everyone's got an ego, and everyone's got some sort of fucking thing they're pulling. Just be grateful that the Vin Diesel Rock and Jason Momoa didn't work on this movie. Oh no. Jason Momoa would be like, I'm here, I'm Aquaman, and I'm like, your movies are the worst 
fucking DC movies. And I say that knowing well wholeheartedly that Suicide Squad's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that the first fucking both Aquaman movie are garbage. I've never even seen Aquaman 2. Is Aquaman 2 even out? No, I don't even remember. not even out yet. I like that. You're like, you're like, it now. It's not even out yet. I, I just know it's, it's shit. Not, I just know it's garbage. It's terrible. Those movies are horrible. It. I don't even need to see it. This is worse. Amber Heard and Jason Momoa. That was the fucking worst man. group of people. Remember, everything in that movie got interrupted in explosions. Every time fucking Willem Dafoe tried to deliver a line that would be decent, they blew him up. Yeah. Hate them. Hate that movie in the second one, even though I've never seen it. I just know it's horrible. <laughs> I just feel like I saw it. I thought I saw it. I was like, there have been so many bad DC movies. They all blur together now. See, the thing about Scarlet Spider is they went with the classic Scarlet Spider, but current Scarlet Spider, he has the new costume. And oh, Ben Riley? Yeah, Ben Riley. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I was like, no, the, no, the new Scarlet Spider is Kane Marco. That's what it is. Kane Marco is the new. Kane Marco was the one who's the, the tarantula. Spider. Yeah, yeah he was the tarantula. Kane yeah. Marco. Yeah. yeah, he was the first one to be like, ah, oh, these cloning shit ain't so great. <laughs> I'm a little fucked up. <laughs> Love you, Spider Man. We're friends. <laughs> like, yeah, get off you, gross bad. Ever gonna actually like get around to doing like comic Spider Verse stuff? Like, are they ever gonna do the? Uh, the, what did like Morlun and they didn't the have Universal uh, like Omni Spider Man they didn't have him the Universal Captain Universe Spider Man are they gonna introduce Madam Web anytime in this I imagine she'll be in the next one because of this one, upcoming Madam Web series that they're doing still are they doing that is that still happening I think it's still happening yeah uh, so they're still going forward with the Madam Web stuff the Morbius yeah. stuff the everything is we're just trucking along yeah. like nothing happened no one wants to talk uh, about it. No one's going to admit fault. Nope. Nope. Just lean into it. All right. Oh, here, we uh, Craven. here we go. Here we go. Well, next, next episode, we'll be talking to you Madam about Craven. We're going to be saying, hey, gonna... it was a movie. The dude was a lion. We got uh, Morbius with uh, Vulture doing stuff. Vulture was there. He, they both showed up he's at the end and they said, off. I think this, I definitely think this has something to do with Spider Man. Yeah, now. and he just goes intriguing. Intriguing. And that's dialogue in a movie. And then they, Alfred Molina fucking wrote. steps out. Ah! Don't don't taint no, Alfred Molina's name with these movies, man. Oh. There were like there were like five, six, seven different people they brought in from different timelines in the the Far From Home, and mm. it felt much more like put together. This one had like all the Spider Man at its fingertips, and it still felt like a mess. Like they yeah. could have, they could have done so well, and it felt I feel like, like you should have kept consolidated it. Like yeah. the first movie with the five was perfect. Yeah, just the, add the a little Rick's bit on like top of that. Was too much, you know? and then just, yeah, because everyone's like, that's all they do now. All these movies do this now, and if they don't do this, people are like, oh, it's the it's, fucking Eternals. I gotta, I gotta hunt. Out. I gotta hunt for my Easter eggs, Danny. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's people either want the Easter eggs or like they they do something that's like no one cares about, and then you get the Eternals, and everyone just moves on. So they're they're trying to capture the audiences still, because the multiverse stuff still went on in Doctor Strange, and so they kept chasing it, and it's never really stopped. And the Flash is doing it, so that's the premise of Flash. And then this did it. Like every superhero movie is a multiversal event movie, just like every fucking quarter there's a cosmic event in Marvel. Like the fucking X Men are always dying and coming to the end every freaking changing the solstice yeah, I <laughs> it's, I mean, i'm over it man i go 
Need- I don't know what they're trying to excite me about. And I don't know who's really excited about this. Like, are people this brain dead where they're just like, ah, oh, the things I like. I'm special. <laughs> I like all the things. Show me all the things. You that's had the pictures of the dudes that that's I what, know. That's what movies are now. They just, just show me all the things. And bl- bright lights that induce like a dopamine like feeling. It just hits you with all of them. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. I, want, I just want movies. I just want you know th- three act structure, Danny. You remember I, that? I, I remember I just, that? I want. You could even like. And I know like you don't feel that the Joker's that great of a movie that it deserves, but I feel like at least that tried to reinvent the genre by like appreciating what other genres did right. And so like maybe more of that. I think we yeah. need more like like yeah, I want, that'd be cool. I want Marvel sixteen oh two, or I want like a DC Western. Like I want stuff like do stuff like that. And then that'll be at least more intriguing and encapsulated in its own environment. This nice. is like they're trying to do everything. So like here's every, every storyline, every Spider-Man. character, every joke from every point, and then we just get you laughing and you think that was a great movie because I chuckled like every five minutes. <laughs> it's like ah no. But yeah, uh, that's the next movie. Honestly, has to be focused on just uh, driving the story since they this movie was effectively you know bogged down with the the family at the beginning which is it's building the story and then look at all the things that's yeah. the movie look at all the things which it was fun things ow it's fun things it's like that aluminum in your elbow just like my aluminum in my elbow um and they were cool to look at like look at that that's awesome that's cool look at that oh uh, yeah cool. like, like they did the scene pointy, where they all did the pointy the pointy thing yeah and everyone freaked okay. out to the pointy yeah, and it's like good. it's it's fun it's like but then that was the whole movie from this point onward, Mom when they were just like, me. hey, constantly from one meme and but yeah, to another. Yeah, you get like moments. You get yeah. little, little. See, they could have even done that smaller. They could have done the pointy thing with like the main group of the, you yeah. know, last movie. And I still would have got the joke just as fun. It still felt connected to the narrative of the characters they're building. Yeah. This I'm like, I don't even. This is just a dopamine trip. This is why. Um, what was it? Scorsese said these are rides like these yeah. aren't movies. They're, these they're, are joy rides. We are becoming that. Yeah. Oh, Spider Cat! I didn't uh, notice him last time. I want to point out. Look at this little dude. Look what at is, him. Who's that? Look at little guy. Oh, it's like a chibi. It's like he's SD tiny. Gundam fucking Spider Man with a big head and like tiny arms. That was scary. What was that? That's like the Modoc version of Spider Man. Oh yeah. Oh, Spider Cat no. again, right? I enjoy. It. I enjoyed it. The animation's great. You give me good animation, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Spider Man, which was great. But it's you're not wrong. It's it's look at the things, the yeah. movie, and uh, I wish we'd get away from this. I I don't. I don't want that. I don't want yeah, I mean, that. I like seeing it like as a YouTube video. Like how many more multiversal movie, superhero movies do we wanna, need before we say enough it. is enough? Like do you think people will just expect this or are over it now? Like will this be like the I one said, that tips it? I think it's it? dying. I don't think we're going to make it to Secret Wars before the general public gets bored of this. And those movies don't bring in the income and they used to. Years, and then Marvel goes, it's because you're all bigoted monsters. Yeah, you hopefully. won't watch our things. That's you're just the worst races. Starting not to work as much anymore. Yeah, I think we'll people see. are onto that bullshit. I think people, enough of those people have been onto bullshit long enough where it's starting to ripple out to people. And so the way they market and the way they fucking pitch their movies just doesn't fly. Yeah. This doesn't fly. Oh, remember there's there's crippled Spider Man. Crippled, crippled Spider Man, yeah. Like, don't forget about that. He made a crippled joke. He's like, yeah. Look at me, I'm I'm crippled and you got the original sixties Spider Man Who great. just goes by because he's two dimensional and two-dimensional, he's too flat. He and they're like, What do we do? <laughs> um but uh overall I think it is a modern day movie that's that's good. 
that's good. But modern day movies are very, very flawed. Yeah. That's the bigger overall problem. Because they've uh, lost the ability to be innovative and make you like the characters just off of writing and not just like bad, like forced morality. Yes. Like, there's always a lot of ham-fisted morality now where they're like, we already know this is good. You should already be agreeing with us, but we're reinforcing that right now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, show me using like actions and like and like choices and like how they pay off. And they're like, no, you should just understand and agree. Now look at this dopamine and then agree again, with, again at the end. Just one more time before we leave. We're like, you agree with us, right? Cool. Credits. Done. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> ah, you, this is the worst like debate I've ever had. <laughs> So what did we learn today, yeah. Danny? What did, what did, what did, what did we, we learn from this? Um, it feels like uh, multiverses are dying. Yeah. Let me say that. Uh, it, it feels like uh, one thing that's not dying that you just mentioned is that the, the whole dopamine ride of it all yeah. is not dying. They're that still, doesn't seem to go away. That. Yeah. We're going to be mining the look at this. Look at all the things, the movie. That's and what I, I, as I call it. Yeah. Um, that's definitely still in effect. And you're going to see that a lot, unfortunately. And we also learned that 93-year-old Clint Eastwood shouldn't be punching anyone. And 93-year-old Clint Eastwood couldn't be, shouldn't be punching anyone. Michael Ironside, on the other hand... On the other hand, he's getting out. you with his other watch hand. Out. Watch out. Yeah, he's yeah, watch right, out. The left. Uh, <laughs> So that's uh, Lieutenant Rucksack, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll do it for us this week. Do you have any final thoughts, Jenny, besides No, no. That? Like you said, there's the things you said were right, too, because, like, the animation and a lot of other things done in the movie were right. But overall, like, just, I did not, I did not I'm not, I'm over this. I don't no. want to watch another fucking multiversal thing for as long as I live at this point. Multiverses are dead to me. <laughs> I used to love them. I used to love them. Look what you did to me. I just wanted what alternate versions of what I already knew. Why? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that'll do it for us this week. Uh, go to our YouTube page. We got interviews. We got a video with Hellfire Gala people doing all Hellfire Gala, Gala stuff and, and whatnot. We got, uh, we got some uh, Gundam videos up, too. Look Gundam at that. You want, some, you want some UC history knowledge? Ooh, we, got, we got a lot. That's good you wanna, knowledge. You wanna, that's, the, that's the best history well, knowledge we just, of Gundam. We just released our Colony Drop video. Operation British is now <laughs> a launch. Operation, why are you doing a vertical Colony Drop? <laughs> vertical Colony <laughs> Colony drops. Seriously. Gundam, what is that about? Uh, battle Operations 2. I need to understand what is with the vertical colony drops. I yeah. do not get that. You, your at death all. toll is way less. Uh, like, you want a good death toll, you need a horizontal colony drop each time. Yeah. Horizontal colony drop Always. or go home? Always. Or go home. That's it. Go that's, home. That's that's um, what we ended on. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to promote the rest of our stuff. Colony drop or go home. Get out of here. Get out of <laughs> <you> here. <go. laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. If you love this podcast, we have a lot more content over at freespeechgeek.com. We have upcoming convention coverage, news about your favorite weeb shit. We also do in-depth takes like, are some fans more religious than Christians, Jews, and Muslims? Spoiler alert, yes, some of you crazy people are. All that and more over at freespeechgeek.com. Go check it out, you psychopaths.